0: Big. When he looked in the bathroom mirror, he could only see the bottom of his chin without stooping. This made shaving difficult. But Archie was particular about shaving every day, and worked hard to look his best. Unfortunately, he was plain appearing, and at his best he looked ordinary. But if anyone had his quality, had no one had it more than Archie himself. He was good at heart. He helped his mother in any way he could. His sister, who had one leg paralyzed, depended on Archie. He easily lifted her through doorways or into a taxi if they were going somewhere. His sister often told him that he was the most necessary thing in her life, and for that Archie, at age 31, lived at home with his mother and sister. Archie had a job downtown at the Heck department store. He operated the freight elevator and because he was big he was often called upon to lift heavy items like furniture. Every weekday he'd get up at 7 a.m., wash and come downstairs for breakfast. His mother would fry three eggs for him and prepare either farina or grits. She had a faintly Southern background and came up with things that were remotely Southern, like biscuits. She knew why Northern biscuits were so flat and heavy, while Southern biscuits were light and fluffy. The secret was in the flour. Southern cooks used soft flour, which made the biscuits rise higher. Northern cooks only had available to them hard flour. That made biscuits hard and lumpy. Archie put on his work clothes, a pale shade of khaki, and because it was winter, he wore a large coat his mother had patched repeatedly, which he kept because it made him warm while waiting for a bus. Archie took the Barney Circle bus from southeast Washington, D.C., then the Pennsylvania Avenue streetcar, which took him past the U.S. Capitol to 13th and G Streets where the Heck department store stood. But halfway along the streetcar route, Archie's heart would skip a beat at G Street Southeast when Caroline got on the streetcar. Archie didn't know her name then, so he just thought of a name for her and Caroline seemed to fit. If he were sitting in a front seat, he would stand up just as she got on hoping she would take the seat he had just left. He positioned himself a few rows back so he could see clearly her sitting where he had been. Caroline was beautiful in a fresh outdoor kind of way. Today she wore a medium coat of pale yellow which matched her yellow hair styled so casually that it could have been a passing cloud. Archie's heart sang every time he saw her, which was regularly on weekdays. Archie took this route every day and Caroline usually did also. Once when getting on, Caroline didn't take the seat in front but moved past Archie and her hair barely brushed past him. It was an experience he would never forget. It stayed with him forever. Now Archie loved his mother He loved his sister, but if he had one moment to decide, he would stay with Caroline if she agreed to stay with him. He wanted so badly to be there. He needed her company. He needed everything that was Caroline. But there were only moments in the day that they could share, and sharing is not the right word because all the caring was Archie's. She barely noticed him. This one-sided romance went on for half a year. Caroline dropped from sight. She was gone for several weeks. Archie missed her a lot. He came up with imagined stories to explain her absence. Her mother was sick, so she was nursing her to health. She was cleaning the house and something happened. She slipped and broke her ankle. This story frightened Archie, who himself felt the pain that he imagined Caroline was going through. But then she appeared again, and Archie's heart sang, because if Archie was any one thing, he, a big man, had a big heart. Archie was in charge of the freight elevator and in charge of the furniture division of the Heck Company. His job was to check the inventory of arrivals and deliveries. He knew where each piece of furniture was located in the shipping department, and lots of furniture arrived and left his department every day. Caroline, meanwhile, had taken leave to help move into a new home, not in southeast Washington but in northwest, closer to Connecticut Avenue. This meant she wouldn't be taking Archie's streetcar because she was coming from a different direction. When Archie saw her, she was with a friend in the Heck department store restaurant. Archie took sight of her. He wanted to speak to her, but there was no opportunity. She left behind two objects of immediate interest. One was the credit card receipt. This was when The card was put into a frame, a roller moved across the card, and made a copy of the bill with the name of the person owning the card. Archie picked it up. On the receipt was written her correct name, Nancy Gidding. Finally, Archie knew her true name, but he decided that Caroline fitted her better than Nancy, so she remained Caroline to him. The other object was a single glove that probably fell from her handbag. Without hesitation, Archie put the glove in his pocket. He had a plan to use it. A week later, Caroline came to the Hecht restaurant, this time with a female friend. Archie had been looking for her and he had a present to give her. It was on sale for $29.95. The two young women were in conversation when Archie came by dressed in his work clothes. There was only a moment when their conversation stopped while Caroline was searching for something in her handbag. Archie tapped her on the shoulder. She swung around, surprised. Here, I have this for you, he said. Caroline looked at him, startled. What are you doing? Archie said, this is for you, and handed her a small package. Caroline's friend moved closer to Caroline, putting herself between the two. Archie said... It's a ring, a friendship ring. I bought it for you. Caroline looked stunned. She reached for her handbag while beginning to stand up. Her hand swept across the table, striking the small package which flew beneath the next table. "Come on," she said to her friend, "let's get out of here." The two women left their half-finished plates and hurried away. At the next table was a man and a woman. The man reached under the table for the package and held it towards Archie. Hey, bud, this belongs to you. Archie put the tiny package containing the ring into his work clothes pocket. He had used the glove to find the ring size for Caroline. In his mind's eye, he had planned to give her the ring, which would be the perfect way to begin the conversation that would bring them together. His plan clearly didn't work. Archie slowly moved away. But, he thought, at least I got to see her up close. I got to see her and talk to her some. Archie went home thinking that at least he had something to keep his memories of Caroline alive. He held tightly to the small gold ring. The end.